When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. happened to William and Stanley on their way to college. At what point did you shoot the clerk? They got framed for murder. Whoa! Wait a minute! Now, two kids from New York are in deep trouble. It's time to make your phone calls. The clan's here. They're in red. They sleep with their sisters. In the deep south. Some of them do. And only one man can save them. We need to call an attorney. A great attorney. He's not your typical hero. We got an attorney in the family. Great, who? He's my cousin Vinny. You stick out like a sore thumb around here. Oh, yeah, you blend. You graduated from law school six years ago. What have you been doing since? Studying for the bar. That's a lot of studying. What's this over here? You never heard of grits? Sure. I just actually never seen a grit before. Welcome to Rewatchability. It's the podcast where we rewatch old movies and see how they hold up today. In the modern eye. In 2020 with 2020 vision. <laughs> <laughs> we'll never get it wrong. I'm Robert Larone. With me, as always, is... Blaine Waters. And today we have a huge movie, very important movie in the history of cinema for a number of reasons. Wow. And one of the big reasons that we're talking about it is because today the Oscars were announced, <laughs> the nominations are out there, and it all ties together, believe you me. <laughs> Rob will build the case later on. That's right. But before we get into that, we should first of all... Thank our Patreons. Thank you. Those are the people who give us a little bit of money each month, and that helps us keep the podcast going, keeps mm-hmm. the lights on. Yeah, you're like our jury that finds us innocent each week. Or guilty. <laughs> what? I don't know. <laughs> are we sure that we want to give them that sort of power? <laughs> <laughs> to send us to jail? Yeah, yeah maybe not. Maybe I not. plead the fifth. <laughs> Well, but, thank you for going to uh, patreon.com slash rewatchability and giving us that $135. Yeah, great. and if you do, you get some perks or mm-hmm. uh, wait, what do you call it when you like agree to not go to trial? A settlement? <laughs> you get a settlement. <laughs> Settle for us. <laughs> In the terms of the podcast early. Yeah. And ad free. Yeah, that's great. You don't want to skip, like maybe you're listening to us on a run. You don't want to skip forward. No. Your phone's going to fall out, smash. No. It's going to be bad. It's going to be bad. So, so this will can... allow you to do that. Exactly. It's a cheat code. But today we're talking about my cousin Vinny. Huge movie, very important, as I said. And the reason why I thought that it would be great to talk about this is because it's one of Blaine's favorite movies. I love this movie. 
I, I don't – you you mentioned something earlier about this uh, being like uh, notable for one specific thing. I think I said notorious. <laughs> and I don't know what that thing is. Oh, my God. You're I, so clueless. I, I, <laughs> and I, I, I feel uh, – yeah. Like well, I'm in infamously, here. during the filming of this movie, Joe Pesci beat a man to death for saying he was funny. <laughs> no. Am I a clown to you? <laughs> no, no, no. But, I mean, the reason that this is notorious okay. is because Marissa Tomei, who plays Mona Lisa Gambino in this movie. Yes. That's not the right name. No, no, but it's something like that. It's something that arch. <laughs> yeah. She won the Oscar for her role in this movie, and uh, it was controversial. I mean, before Moonlight... The whole Moonlight debacle where La La Land was announced instead of Moonlight. This was the thing that people talked about when they talked about Oscar mistakes. Because a lot of people believed, and there was actually a rumor, that the announcer had announced the wrong movie or the wrong guest in a La La Land-like situation. Oh, and so they thought, like, Marissa Tomei was the mistake. Like, she shouldn't have gotten it? Yeah, that's right. And they just decided to save face to roll with it. No way. Because she deserves it. She deserves it. She's so good in this movie. She's amazing. Marissa Tomei makes this movie. She does make this movie. This movie, and why I love this movie is because it's kind of like... Like Ralph Macchio has second billing, Joe Pesci has first, and Marissa mm-hmm. Tomei has third. But it's her movie. It's her it's movie. It's about her. It's mm-hmm. about her getting what she wants in this it, movie. Exactly. She's the one with the goal. She's the one that does everything to get it. Joe Pesci's kind of just along for the ride. Well, you know what? It might be Joe Pesci's year this year mm. because the other reason I wanted to talk about because this he's movie. he's an Irishman. He is in The Irishman, right. and he was also nominated for Best Supporting Actor. So right. this could be his year. Or they could mistakenly call his name. That's instead. right. <laughs> yeah. But he's also up against like Al Pacino, also from The Irishman. So I don't oh know how that's going to turn yeah, out. No. You know, <laughs> this seems like a violent situation. <laughs> They're just going to beat each other up in the parking lot with statues. Yeah, it's going to be bad. But since this wave of Pesci mania is mm. sweeping the land, <laughs> are you a Pesci's? Is that <laughs> is that your sign? <laughs> <laughs> I'm an Aquatomeus. <laughs> That was such a mouthful. Yeah, that was a struggle. Yeah, that was a stretch. But, yeah, I thought this was the perfect time. This is great. Possibly the only time mm-hmm. to talk about My Cousin Vinny. So, that's what we're doing, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> and the defense rests. <laughs> so, when did you first see this movie, Rob? Well, it was a long time ago. I was very young. I'm pretty sure I saw it, like, Shortly after it came out on video, right. I remember my... What year is this movie? This is like... It's 1992. Okay. I remember that my babysitter put it on. Oh, yeah. So I must have been like, I don't know, under 30. <laughs> <laughs> don't let him get too stoned. <laughs> and uh, put the popcorn in the microwave right before you go to bed. <laughs> he likes to snack. And the movie stood up for me. I just remember being, like, so weird. And, of course, like, I already knew Joe Pesci from Home Alone. Yeah. And also, like, I vaguely knew him, I think, as a secondary character in the Lethal Weapon franchise. Yeah, yeah. Leo Getz. Yeah. Whatever you want, Leo Getz. So I thought he was sort of a fun actor. Mm -hmm. And the movie made uh, an impression on me. And I haven't seen it since. Oh, wow. Okay. So I just remember this, like, strange movie in which... Marissa Tomei, I mean, not saying that she doesn't deserve the Oscar, but the character is very it's loud. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So big. 
I was, I, you know, I, I wanted to understand as an adult <laughs> what my cousin Vinny was all about. And right. this, I thought this was a great opportunity. So it's like one of those movies that you saw when you were a kid and you didn't have the full context of like what the laws were around this, like what was happening. And it like did – I was not a legal expert. I didn't know I – li- I knew little about jurisprudence. <laughs> uh, that waited until high school for you. So that's good. Yeah, I was much the same way. Like I saw this when I was pretty young and I only remembered like them waking up a lot, like that being hilarious. Right. Uh, there's this running gag in the movie where they get woken up at 5 a.m. no matter where they are in town. Mm-hmm. And I remember that being something. And I remember – and it's kind of crossed in my mind with the, A Few Good Men, like this like explosive thing on the stand where – You want the truth? Yeah. In, <laughs> you want the truth? In my head, Marissa Tomei is saying it though. Like she's – It's a 64 Chevy Tempest. <laughs> <laughs> That's the truth. Uh, yeah. So I feel like I've confused this movie with so many other movies. And then I watched it a few years ago because um, a friend of mine said that it was the movie that you kind of watched in law school. Right. Uh, because it is – very accurate to the law. And a lot of the stuff that happens in this movie that feels like shenanigans in the courtroom actually do happen in a lot of trials. Right. So it's pretty accurate. And yeah, so I I, I watched it again and I fell in love with it. And, and you then... took notes to defend yourself <laughs> in a court of law. I did, yeah. I was like, this is how you cross. This is great. And, uh, and you got off with only probation and one year in the slammer. And yeah, it was a misdemeanor. We do this podcast – with the glass. <laughs> yeah, this is Earwolf at the same time. Um, no, I, uh, I, I loved it and I am like one of the – I'll talk about this movie for so long. I love this movie so much. Well, so. we have about an hour. Okay. okay, good. This is good because then I can talk it out and not bore people at parties anymore. <laughs> so. So it's Maybe good. you'll get invited to one now. <laughs> <laughs> this was the reason. No. <laughs> okay, so my cousin Vinny – it is a very old school movie. Yeah. It starts with Ralph Macchio, the Karate Kid, <laughs> and another dude who is not the Karate Kid. No, he feels like is he like Helen Hunt's husband or something like on Mad About You or something? He he feels like the the small version of that man. Right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I looked at his. IMDb, and he is mostly a voice actor now. Okay. But he has done a few sitcom sort of roles. He right. definitely didn't have the career that Ralph Macchio had. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that amazing A-list star. Well, yeah. Well, he, he had his hits. Let's, we still have to do Crossroads. Oh, that's <laughs> – we do have to? Uh, no, you're, you're right. I mean, Karate Kid was a huge movie and we talked about that on this podcast. Yeah. But uh, this guy was very good at like being put upon. He was a good guy at, like, being the sap kind of thing. He looks very movie. sensitive. Like, he yeah. kind of – he looks very vulnerable. Like, he's kind of going to cry for yeah. half of this movie. He has the puppy dog eyes all the time. Yeah. 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 It's When you see him getting thrown through the legal system, you have, like, some empathy because you're like, he's a child. There's no way that he could commit a murder even though, you know, when I see two teenage boys in a car, I think probably psychopaths. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, you, you were once a teenage boy in a car. Come on, man. That's yeah, why you know. Exactly. <laughs> um, and they'll never find the bodies. Oh, my God. <laughs> but 
they are just they're like going to school or something like that, transferring schools. It's not really a big deal. We they're just going like, to university for the first time or college in the states. Yeah, right, kind of, right. Yeah. And uh, they're both from kind of New York boys, and so they're city boys. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the one guy is pretty nervous about being in Alabama, yeah, because you know he's seen the Deer Hunter, <laughs> <laughs> seen any movie about the South, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and they are they stop at a gas station called the Sack. Oh, suds. Sack of suds. There's well, no washing machines in there. No, it's a very confusing name. Yeah. I don't understand. Also, this place is in the middle of nowhere. Like, it is yeah. just surrounded by woods on all sides. Mm-hmm. And then later on, we have like 17 witnesses and they're looking out their windows and stuff. And, like, <laughs> where are these houses? It's crazy. Anyway. Well, well, maybe you should have been on the defense team. There. Yeah. <laughs> like, this and location. where are their houses? <laughs> Objection. Who is this man? Sustained. You can't sustain yourself. (laughs) But while they're there, Ralph Macchio wants a a can of tuna, but he doesn't have any place to hold on to it. So he puts it in his pocket and he forgets it there. Right. And while they're driving down the road after this, they see a police car. Yeah. And uh, Ralph Macchio knows that he's going to be in trouble because uh, stealing tuna is a crime in Alabama. Right. And they've, like, talked up the crime in Alabama. The people get the chair for less kind of thing. They've been joking about that back and forth. So when we see the police officer, we're like, oh, man. Well, I mean, some law enforcement in the South is notoriously corrupt, you know. Like traffic stops. Just in the stops. south, though. Just in the, <laughs> Just in the south. <laughs> well, everywhere. But I mean, notoriously. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah, right. the word of the day is notorious. <laughs> yeah, so the cop uh, gets out of the car and like pulls out a shotgun. It's like, I'm going to like murder these kids. Yeah. Which we we're, we see now and we're like, yep. Yeah. That's that's how it that's, works. That's how it goes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, this isn't like it. It's played for comedy in this, and with all the stuff that's happened with police since, this scene isn't very funny <laughs> in the movie. Yeah. Well, it's it's true. Like the whole situation that they're caught in. I was watching it with my girlfriend, and she was like, "It's kind of hard to laugh at this because it's kind of dark." Yeah. Like, and you know, like yeah, like. Yeah, we're supposed to, like, laugh at the fact that the cop is responding out of sync with what's happening. Like, the cop is, like, responding way too harshly to, like, a, a mm-hmm. small – but that's the norm now. And so it's <laughs> not funny. There's no joke in there anymore. Yeah. But he – they do get arrested and they go to jail. Yeah, that's right. And they even sort of get a confession because right. Ralph Macchio doesn't know about the murder yeah. that has happened. He still thinks that they've arrested them for the tuna. Right. Which is, yeah, that's how they're playing it. It's a, it's a big joke in the station where he's like, you know, you're going to get time for aiding and abetting. He's like, for that crime? It's so small. <laughs> and, and, you know, the cops are thinking, well, they killed a man. So that's the disconnect. Have you been made aware of your rights? Yes. You're willing to waive that right? Yes. I'm willing to cooperate fully. I'll sign a statement or whatever makes this whole thing easier. <laughs> good. Good. That's That's good. But I want you to know, Stan, he had nothing to do with it. Did he help you plan it? No. I mean, I mean, it wasn't planned out. You know, just like, you know, it just happened. Did Stan try to stop you at any time? No. But yeah, Ralph Macchio in the most... Uh, this is the, the biggest stretch in the entire movie where uh, they're like, because you killed a man. He goes, I killed a man? I killed a man? Like, <laughs> and they're like, that's confession. <laughs> he didn't even go up at the end of a sentence. <laughs> There's no question mark in that. <laughs> Your honor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, but 
So since they've been arrested for murder, they're going to need a lawyer. Mm -hmm. And one thing about the legal system that I've learned is that lawyers cost money. (laughs) (laughs) They don't have any money. Even though they're city boys, even though they come from uh, from the city. Yeah, no. But they do have connections. That's right. There is a lawyer in the family, Vinny Vincent Gam... Childish Gambino. <laughs> you're just going to call him all the time. You know, Let's get it out of the way. It's Joe Pesci. <laughs> <laughs> and he rolls into town with his fiance, played by Marissa Tomei. Mm-hmm. Lisa, they call her. Yeah. And uh, right away, I mean, he, he cuts an interesting figure. Yeah, he's uh, dressed all in black. They're kind of like that 80s version of the, you know, the, the people that move into the house in Beetlejuice. You yeah. know, they're, they're kind of like way too city well, in this quaint town. It's interesting you said Beetlejuice because I, I feel like Marissa Tomei was wearing an outfit like right out of Beetlejuice in yeah. one of those scenes. And she had like a a, a white streak through her hair. like Be- It's just like very Beetlejuice-esque. Right, you yeah. know. You know the artist, uh, the musician St. Vincent? I feel yeah. like St. Vincent was stealing like all of Marissa Tomei's yeah, outfits sure. yeah. <laughs> from this movie. Yeah, for sure. Like, can like, we just take 20 minutes to talk about the backless jumpsuit <laughs> with the floral pattern? Oh, man. And then there's like that like football equipment jacket she's wearing with like the, the elbow shoulder pads. pads. <laughs> yeah, the shoulder pads that are out to there. Yeah. Yeah, it's so funny. It's amazing. Uh, but but what I love about her character right off the bat is that she's way smarter than Joe Pesci. Oh, for sure. And she's like kind of the smartest character in this in this movie and doesn't take any bullshit either. No. She's, she's charming. She's smart. And we like her right away. Mm-hmm. Also because it's kind of the a cop comes up and is like, you don't know anything about cars. And like laughs and oh yeah! <laughs> oh, she does. She does. Yeah, that's that's her defining character trait, I'd say. But so Joe Pesci goes to meet with the defendants, and uh, this is a scene <laughs> because they're in prison. And oh man, if I've heard one thing about prison. It's that they have a library where you can go and get educated and help your skills so that you can find a productive job once you're outside of the pen. Oh, no. They're in Alabama. So the, oh, the books oh, okay. cost money. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The one thing I know about prison in Alabama is. <laughs> yeah. They are afraid of everything because they're city kids. And so they're afraid of Alabama. But they're also afraid of prison and dropping the soap in yeah, the shower. Which that they whole bring thing. Up. Yeah. It's – I oh man, I read this article where they this prison actually tried to put like um, liquid soap dispensers in the in the shower, thinking that would solve it somehow. Oh, uh, so like it wasn't dropping the soap that was the thing, guys. It, yeah. it was the whole anyway. It's a weird uh, mix up again where the teens think that. Uh, uh, or the one team thinks that Joe Pesci is coming in to maybe, as from yes. the, from the movie, make him his prison bitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. while Ralph Macchio is is conveniently asleep. Yeah, and I feel like this is one of those jokes that doesn't really hold up because I mean, it's not really great to laugh at the expense of prisoners being sexually assaulted, yeah. especially because victims. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of them are there because of a little prison industrial complex and the <laughs> school, the prison pipeline and all of that stuff. Right. There's a whole systematic injustice thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
and it's 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 a it's a really rough go in a lot of prisons, especially in the states. Yeah. So, uh, maybe let's not make fun of that in a comedy movie. That said, though, <laughs> I did laugh at it because I'm a terrible person. Well, also the actor plays it really well. Uh, I, I thought it's the, really well done. Yeah. It's, and I think maybe you can even like view it as a scene which is like critical of that assumption that right. you know once you go to prison you're going to be raped by the first person that you see. Right. Because, yeah. you know, he's not. <laughs> yeah, they, they ne- we never are shown prison again. This is no. the only scene in prison. Yeah, and they spend a lot of time in prison, so if yeah. it happened, I'm sure it would be in there. <laughs> yeah, that would <yeah. laughs> be more of a <laughs> Or a he thing. just has a thousand-yard stare during the trial. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be horrible. Oh, God. Uh, but Joe Pesci is is there to uh, to to get them off. The- See, it doesn't work, no. anything you say, <laughs> but is there to, to help them in their defense. But he's not very good because – they find out that he has only been a lawyer for six weeks. And Ralph Macchio asks him, like, well, wait, didn't you pass the bar exam six years ago? And he's like, yeah, what you been doing since then? Studying. Right. And he also admits that he has failed the bar exam six times. Yeah. A lot of sixes. A lot of, a lot of Is sixes. Joe Pesci's character the devil? Maybe, potentially. <laughs> I think you can make the case. It's also we find out that, like, Marissa Tomei, they've been waiting – this entire time since he became a lawyer to pass the bar for him to win his first case so they can get married. Yeah. So I think a bit of it is him just putting off marriage for a long time. It could be that. Yeah. yeah. He does explain later because at first he totally fucks up the right. case. Like, you know, during the arraignment, he won't shut up. And so he gets himself thrown into contempt when all he's really supposed to say is guilty or not guilty. But he doesn't know the procedure of the law, as he explains. And mm-hmm. the only way to learn the ex- uh, procedure of the law is either to read a book, which no, he has. No, 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 no. Book. It's not. He says it's you either have to go work for a firm who will teach right. you or you have to go attend court. And he didn't have time to attend court because he was too busy working at her father's garage. Right. Yeah, but. Which I sort of buy. Like, that's like a real sort of like, you know, no, this guy's no, no. a lower class dude. Lawyers are all these rich motherfuckers <laughs> passing around their <laughs> legacies. And they're like, oh, my son will get into Harvard because I was in Harvard law. Blah, 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 blah. This guy, oh my God. you know, he becomes a lawyer because yeah. he has a, an infraction. He, meet, yeah. he makes a connection with the judge. It's a good story. Yeah, the judge is from Brooklyn too, so it's like, oh, a, a good, a good boy, a good old boy, like made it, you know, just like me from my neighborhood. Like it made me think I could make it too, and it's great. And that's like being explained while the judge literally gives him the book on on how to do this. And yeah. I think, you know, Marissa Tomei does read the book later and learns all the, the procedure yeah. <laughs> and helps him out, but he learns it the hard way. And I think that's what he's all he's known in his life. Right? Yeah. He also lies to the judge and says that he's like this criminal defense lawyer who's been on many cases and got off many murderers. Yeah, that's pretty uh, questionable. Yeah, lying to a judge your first day on the job. <laughs> well, yeah. not advisable. No, no. <laughs> but uh, it sort of works for mm-hmm. him. But so they start trying the case. And he's, he does start to get a little bit better. He starts to uh, read, though he does continually get thrown in contempt for wearing the wrong clothes, yeah. for not knowing the procedures. And eventually one of the dudes, the buddy, wants to take a chance with the public defender. Yeah. And the public defender is kind of this big dweeb. And 
I think he should have gotten nominated for something for this this character. He's yeah. great. It's Austin can, Pendleton. Which is the perfect name for that <laughs> character, even, not just the actor. But he plays it so well, and he has a stutter, yeah. which he can't get over on the, the stance. So that's difficult for him, and he's not a very good lawyer either. No. There's yeah, no, it's not just the stutter. If it was just the stutter, yeah. I would feel bad because – I don't know. Give the guy a break. But yeah. also, he when he is cross-examining the witnesses, he just doesn't seem to have anything to ask them. He doesn't he doesn't seem to get what's going on. He doesn't yeah. have any insights. We we intend to prove that the prosecution's case is circumstantial and 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 and. Oh. <laughs> uh, Coincidental. Thank you. That's it. Mm. What about everything we talked about? Well, I get a little nervous. A little nervous. I'm getting better. And Joe Pesci, eventually, mm-hmm. he starts figuring out, like, how to do this, how to cross-examine the wit- witnesses, how to actually do the lawyer thing. Yeah, and I think that's all because of Marissa Tomei. Marissa Tomei is kind of like, you know, the woman uh, behind every man. There's a, there's a woman that's mm-hmm. doing a lot of work. And so for him, it's Marissa Tomei reading the book and arguing with him about the facts of the case. Yeah. And uh, telling him to shape up. Yeah. Being like, you know, you need to get a suit. Yeah, you need to do these things. You need to uh, not be waking up every hour of the night uh, mm-hmm. with uh, all these things going on around town. Right. So they do kind of run around town a lot, go from hotel to hotel trying to find a place where they can actually sleep in. Mm-hmm. And the one place they find is in the middle of a field in their car. Yeah, that's uh, right. And and that ends up bad because they get stuck in the mud and his suit gets covered in mud and he needs to like wear this – Silly, stupid, like, yeah. thrift store. I don't even know what kind of outfit it is. Like what a flying squirrel would wear to prom. Yeah. yeah it looks bad. Yeah, or like somebody who's like in part of like a Tex-Mex oh, gospel band? choir. I don't know. <laughs> That's pretty good too. Yeah, he, he wears it and the judge is – But he, he pulls it off. He pulls it off. That's not – like he kind of has the f- perfect body for it. <laughs> I also like his relationship with the judge because the judge keeps on trying to catch him out because he's like, you know, he grumbles like, fuck you, judge, like whatever you say, you know, and the judge keeps on trying to call him out on things that he said. And Joe Pesci also says all these things that are very like, uh, you know, street isms, like uh, colloquialisms (laughs) that he uses. I'm done with this guy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So uh, the judge is always trying to like, he's like, what is a What is a ute? He's like, you know, uh, oh, a youths. That's what I'm saying, a youth. <laughs> so the judge keeps on trying to catch him out on certain things, but he doesn't really hear. And Joe Pesci does that, like, gaslighting thing. Mm-hmm. The judge is like, what did you just say? He's like, what did I say? What did you say? What do you think I said? You know, he he, he just totally gaslights him on all the things. Yeah. And, That's of course, great. the judge is played by Fred Gwynn, and mm. you know who he was. I don't. He famously played Herman Munster. Oh. Yeah, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Munsters are kind of like the Adams family, except they didn't make any good movies about them. (laughs) Poor Munsters. Maybe they'll have their time. If they were monsters, plenty of movies about monsters. And this was actually his last role before he passed away. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a great role. He's, He's very funny in this movie. He is great. Yeah. And he also keeps on trying to catch Joe Pesci having lied to him about being a lawyer. Yeah, that's right. Because he knows that he's not a lawyer. He knows he's never been in trial before. Like, the way this guy is doing his his work, 
it's not right. Mm-hmm. So he's on trying to, and Joe Pesci's like, oh, you mean you you tried to you, look up you, this guy? You looked up Gallo? Yeah. It was Callow. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, all the time. He's just kind of doing the bait and switch on him. And so it's pretty exasperating. And then it comes down to the point where he's like, I'm going to phone. I'm going to find out. And uh, the, they're like, well, the person will phone you back with this information in two and a half hours. And he's mm-hmm. like, so either we find out you're a lawyer in the next two and a half hours or you miraculously win this case. <laughs> and so he needs to win the case in the next two and a half hours to not be thrown in jail. Permanently, yeah, for lying to a judge, raising the stakes. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty yeah. good. And he does. I mean, it's pretty spectacular. The last like act of this movie, oh. where he doesn't really know what he's going to do. Like he's already sort of pissed off Marissa Tomei because you know he was too involved in the work. He wasn't appreciating her help. Yeah, she's taking all these photos of this crime scene, and mm-hmm. she's really working the case. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Ah, I'm just—I I don't know what I'm doing. I'm at this—I'm eating breakfast. Let me alone." Well, he did do stuff as well. He also went out to all the to the crime scene and talked to all the witnesses. He talked to all again. the witnesses. Yeah, you know, there's Maury Chaikin there, mm-hmm. who I would not to brag, but uh, I once peed beside that guy. Oh, really? Yeah, that's right. We uh, yeah. we were urinal buddies. <laughs> with, I was urinal buddies with witness number two. <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing. Oh, the brushes with fame. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) He did not wash his hands. Oh, no. No, I'm sure he did. But anyway, he figures out while looking at the photographs that something isn't right. And so he calls Lisa, Mm -hmm. his fiance, to the stand. And she is still pissed off at him. Yeah. I love that she he, like, makes the bailiff keep her in there. And then, like, the judge has to make her answer and stuff like that. She really doesn't want to work with him. And so he kind of approaches it like, prove me wrong. Am I wrong in this case? Like, yeah. this is my assumption. Am I wrong? And she goes, yes, you are. Yeah. And it's such a great moment because you think the case is completely lost. But uh, he's right in the – he's wrong in the best way. Yeah. Because she – I mean, let's play a clip. Bloop. Oh, wow. We haven't done that in a while. Yeah, that's right. All right. Sometimes I think of this thing. <laughs> you see, when the left tire mark goes up on the curb and the right tire mark stays flat and even, mm-hmm. well, the 64 Skylark had a solid rear axle. So when the left tire would go up on the curb, the right tire would tilt out and ride along its edge. But that didn't happen here. The tire mark stayed flat and even. This car had an independent rear suspension. Now... In the 60s, there were only two other cars made in America that had positive traction and independent rear suspension and enough power to make these marks. Yeah, she's awesome. And I mean, she knows her shit. She knows her shit. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, it sounds impressive to me who doesn't know anything about cars. (laughs) (laughs) I think they have tires, right? (laughs) Case closed. (laughs) (laughs) This lady clearly knows what she's talking about. These kids are innocent. Yeah, and, like, it impresses them so much that they dismiss the case. Yeah, well, the the sheriff does kind of help out, too, because he goes on, a on like, a hunch, quote-unquote. Right. Uh, Joe Pesci sends him on and finds the real culprits that did it that were already arrested. Yeah, away. and the car that could have made those skid right. marks, one of them was reported stolen a few counties over or something yeah. like that. So it all sort of comes together. And they have the, the murder weapon, too, which is case closed there. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. So it all works out well for them. Ralph Macchio and his little friend get to go free. Mm -hmm. And Joe Pesci and Marissa Tomei, they uh, run out of the courtroom because he wants to get out of there before... The judge catches him out Mm -hmm. for lying. But Marissa Tomei, once again, saving the day. (laughs) 
She uh, she had Joe Pesci's friend, judge, who, you know, was his uh, mentor or whatever, yeah, yeah. call or send a fax saying that Joe Callow was a real respected attorney. <laughs> I love that she got someone else to commit, like, a federal crime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> On his behalf. Yeah, but he made good. And now they get to get married, and they just argue into the sunset. That's the rest of their lives. It's beautiful. It's a oh, it's so good. Yeah, yeah, and all of it is is pretty accurate to what what actually happened in the courtroom, right? Is yes. what I'm told, right? Yeah. Well, we'll get into a little bit of that, mm-hmm. but we also have the trivia and the behind the scenes stuff. Perfect. After this legal recess. <laughs> Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Court is back in session. All right. <laughs> We're addressing the case of my cousin Vinny. Joe can, Pesci versus World. Well, that's the other thing. Can you even defend like you can defend yourself, but can you defend a family member? Is that is that weird? No, I don't I think it's probably fine. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's your legal opinion. But also right. like they're cousins, right? It's not like it's his like brother or whatever. But yeah. I'm sure I'm sure you can. There's yeah. no conflict of interest. All right. Yeah. Um, Can you prosecute your cousin? I don't know. I just, Do you have some cousins that you want to prosecute? I don't know. Some cousins stole some toys from me when I was a kid. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Small claims court for you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, Blaine, I have some trivia questions for you like we do. And uh, That's great. First, I want you to swear on this Bible. I'm, uh, I'm an atheist, so. Uh, okay, we can throw you in contempt of court. <laughs> what? Bailiff. No. Oh, I also want to mention that the bailiff in this movie had the most amazing mustache. <laughs> it is like a straight line. Man. Early straight line. I wanted that guy to be at my Little League game and say, <laughs> you did a good job. Yeah. He was like the most fatherly guy. <laughs> like, Joe Pesci comes in in a suit and he's like, you did good, kid. Like, you know, he has that, he never speaks a word. He just has that smile. So nice. Yeah, he's yeah. great. So I think some of these are going to be difficult for you. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just looking at you, just knowing from what I know of you. Okay, go on. Okay, so the first question. Uh, this movie is infamous for a moment when Marissa Tomei won Best Supporting Actress. Oh, yeah. There was a rumor that the presenter had misspoke or read the wrong name. Right. Who was the presenter of this actor award. Oh, man, if it was Warren Beatty. <laughs> that would have been amazing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, We're not letting you do this again. <laughs> no, maybe it's someone that, like, does fuck up a lot. on st- maybe John Travolta? Was it John Travolta? <laughs> Dina Mazzell. <laughs> <laughs> My no. beautiful, beautiful... He touched her face so much when he made up with her. So gross. Anyway, who, who was it? No, it was uh, Jack Palance. Yeah, From that's, that's City who, Slickers. That's who I would have guessed. Come Jack on. <laughs> and then he did 10 push-ups on the stage. 
<laughs> I'm strong. I'm strong. I love that guy, though. Yeah, he's good. You know, I, I just wanted to take this opportunity to forgive him, whoever he is, and his he identical twin brother. He didn't do anything wrong. No. Mr. Tomei won. No, I guess that's right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spider-Man's mom won. Oh, yeah, that's right. She's Spider-Man's mom. Yeah, I know. What the fuck? That's how so many kids are just going to know her. That sucks. I mean, Spider-Man's mom is hot. She, She's a beautiful woman that has aged very gracefully. Blaine, she's a babe in this movie. She's a babe. I, I know. I know. <laughs> and also, also, special mention for the wrestler. <laughs> Which she was also won the Oscar for that movie as well. Didn't oh, she? Yeah? Or was she was nominated? I don't know. I think she won. Anyway. Okay. That should be a trivia question. I get it wrong for you. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> <laughs> what was the other movie? Okay. The second trivia question. <laughs> if it's who was a babe in this movie, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> There's a lot of answers to that. <laughs> Could be Maury Chicken. <laughs> okay. So in which Clint Eastwood movie does – Joe Pesci appear as a pivotal character. Oh my god! I'm I'm gonna say it's not a western. I say, it's, it, am I am, am I close? You're or was not it, a western. Or was it a, was it a western? It wasn't a western. I'm gonna say it's not a western. There we go. This is like a magic trick where you just keep on taking piles of cards away. Uh-huh. Uh, okay, so <laughs> was he? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was there a bombing in Atlanta? Was it like Play Misty for me or something? No. Sorry, Blaine. What was it? Joe Pesci was a character in Jersey Boys, the movie (laughs) directed by Clint Eastwood. Oh, come on. (laughs) Yeah. Jersey Boys. Feeling lucky. Frankie Valli in the Four Seasons. (laughs) That sucks. I thought it was like an older movie. No, 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 no. Well, see, the reason that he's in the movie is because Joe Pesci was an essential part of bringing together Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons. The real Joe real Pesci. Life. Yes. Wow. The real Joe Pesci before he got his start in acting was a singer. That's amazing. Yeah, he went under the name Joe Frankie Ritchie. Callow? <laughs> <laughs> and he he had an album called Joe Ritchie. Little Joe Sure Can Sing. <laughs> and I listened to one track and it wasn't bad. It wasn't it wasn't terrible. But oh you know, he was in the music industry. I think he also played guitar on like a pretty famous song as well. Okay. But he introduced Frankie Valli to his songwriting partner, Bob Gaudio. Wow. And then they wrote all those fucking annoying Four Seasons songs like, you know, Sherry Baby and Oh, What a Night. <laughs> all right. And all of that stuff. So you're a fan is what you're saying. I'm a fan. <laughs> so Joe Pesci is in the musical as a character and also in the movie. Oh, wow. Where he's played. As, it, like as himself. He's not in the movie as himself. His the character of Joe Pesci's in the movie. Oh, weird. Yeah, and he's played by a guy named like Joey Russo. So you can imagine Joe Pesci. One of the Russo brothers. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I thought too. It's <laughs> <laughs> amazing. But you can imagine what Joe Pesci's impressions might be about seeing himself portrayed on screen in a movie. I, I would not take that part if I was that actor. No, because uh, his body hasn't been found. <laughs> but they're combing the desert. <laughs> no. Oh, man, they could have de-aged him like in the Irishman or something. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. Yeah, man. Put Joe Pesci in. He's good. Well, Joe Pesci's like a tough guy. Like yeah. uh, He's like very old school. Like There's a story um, where they wanted to get him for something and um, in the research... It, he admitted that he doesn't uh, – this is kind of disgusting, so prepare yourself. 
He doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't You're perform. Get whacked. He doesn't perform oral sex on women because he thinks it's disgusting. What? <laughs> what and degrading all, as a man. What are all these old Hollywood guys doing? Like, the, who, who said that going down on his wife gave him cancer? <laughs> Michael Douglas. Michael Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Well, I don't want cancer. Do you? <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. Oh my! Um, yeah, they're missing out. They're missing out. Yeah. Okay, so I, I do have a third trivia question for you. So in this movie. Uh, Marissa Tomei helps win the case by uh, explaining that the tire tracks could have only been made by a certain vehicle, like the 1963 right. Chevy Tempest. With or pause attraction, yeah. Pause attraction, yeah. yeah. Um, this turns out not to be true. Oh. Why is it not true? Because Chevy never made a lime green. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Wrong. <laughs> okay, okay. I'm, I'm going to say that no car like going up because she describes like going up on the curb uh, with pause attraction would have kept one tire uh, squarely on the ground Mm -hmm. and I don't think that ever happens I think the the axle would keep the cars the tires straight on the ground at all times okay okay that's what I'm saying well that may be true. I'm not sure. Not okay. a mechanic. Okay. <laughs> okay. But you are wrong. The reason is, is that there was a third car made in the 60s that would have been oh. able to do that. Oh, wow. Yeah. And apparently the screenwriter, who just didn't do any research for the auto mechanical parts, the dialogue, he just sort of wrote it from memory. He knew that there was a third car, but was hoping that nobody would catch it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is an interesting lawyer trick. <laughs> <laughs> the third car. Guilty, Your Honor. It's like a new Graham Greene novel. All right. <laughs> the third car. So I, I did do a, like a tiny smattering of research, and, and I did find that they were going to make a sequel. Is that That's true, right? They were going to make a little bit of a sequel? They were going to make a sequel. Like it's written? Yeah, there was a screenplay and everything, but uh, Marissa Tomei didn't want to return, and so eventually it was canceled. Yeah, I think that means the script was bad. I think that's what that means. Well, it could mean that, but also, I mean, she won an Oscar for it. I mean, why would you want to return to something that uh, you, you know? already perfected? Exactly. All right, all right. Yeah, but it was going to be like set in the UK, and uh, he had to like defend a case in the UK and learn all their rules. And, yeah, like, and wear the wig. Wear and the stuff. wig. It wouldn't yeah, been good. That would have been fun. Pesky <laughs> 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 a wig. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I yeah, I'm not sure that they would be able to get him to do that. <laughs> I'm kind of surprised that they were able to get him to like play like kind of gay in the in the scene, like even like as a misunderstanding, just because he doesn't seem like a guy who is willing to do things. <laughs> Step outside his comfort zone. Yeah. yeah. That said, though, I actually do love his performance in this movie. Like in some moments, he is like really earnest and like. That is a quality that we just are not used to seeing from him, and I think that yeah. it sort of works. And he I, is vulnerable a lot, which is uh, which is great. Yeah. yeah, and I I think he's a real curveball for like a lead in this movie. Like I can picture somebody like Nicolas Cage being given this role. Sure. I can picture somebody like I don't know. Thank John God Cus- it wasn't Nicolas Cage. <laughs> Thank God. It could have been. Uh, yeah. could have been amazing on a whole different level. <laughs> yeah, but he's he, you know he's such a unique 
looking guy. Mm-hmm. He reminds me of like a lot of people that I knew up north who, you know, were, you know, part Italian or like, you know, yeah. French Canadian, like little squat, scrappy guys. Yeah. I love the part in the movie as well when Oh man. There's he's I trying exactly to exactly know what you're gonna say. He's trying to collect the hustle from the redneck guy, yeah, JT. This, this guy kinda hustled uh, Lisa out of some money and then never paid her. Well she her. hustled him yeah, yeah. and he never paid her. Yeah. But so Joe Pesci goes to fight him and then he's like, Well, I'll fight you if you have the two hundred dollars, but he's not have the two hundred dollars. But when he finally does have the two hundred dollars and is ready to fight, he just does like this sort of like leaping punch. <laughs> it was a superman punch for sure. <laughs> it was a superman I, punch. And I love it. Because he has to, he does. He doesn't have much strength. He launches himself, so he launches all like 150 pounds at himself, like at this guy's face. It's amazing. And they both tumble down together, and then he gets up and counts his money. It's so great. And yeah. I, I think there's, you know, in the 80s with all the tough guy action heroes that would just kind of like throw their arm in the air, and seven people would get punched into oblivion. Mm-hmm. Like it's so nice to see someone commit to a punch on screen. Yeah, but also like. Small scrappy guys, right? Oh man! Like yeah, you, know, you don't mess. You no, don't mess with small guys. They like to fight. They like yeah. to show that they're the big dog. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so the behind the scenes of this movie, it was inspired by in the seventies. The screenwriter met somebody who was actually waiting to pass the bar exams, and they talked about what would happen if he didn't pass and the guy said he just had to take it again and so they got to talking and he asked what's the most times that somebody has failed the bar exam right and apparently the record at least at that time was 13 oh my lord (laughs) but so 13 years of your life yeah the screenwriter thought like oh wow like you know 13 times but like he did eventually pass it so like the guy who failed the bar 13 times is out there practicing law somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And so that was sort of the seed of this movie. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. And originally they didn't think to get Joe Pesci. There was another name that they were hoping for. Do you want to take a guess? This wasn't part of the trivia. Uh, um, Warren Beatty. No. <laughs> Robert De Niro. Really? Yeah, that's right. Poor Joe Pesci. Pesci's off to co-star. The, the overshadowing Robert De Niro. Well, they've done like four movies together, like yeah. Raging Bull and yeah. uh, Goodfellas and Casino and uh, I guess now The Irishman. Right. Oh, I think they're also maybe in a Bronx Tale together. Oh, yeah. But that was in a Martin yeah. Scorsese movie. I just assumed they lived together with Scorsese. <laughs> it's, yeah, they all sleep in the same bed. <laughs> yeah, Robert De Niro, exactly. Martin Scorsese, and Joe Pesci. Yeah. But then, like, Leo started coming over. <laughs> and Robert De Niro was starting to get sulky about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but actually, one thing I forgot to mention was that it was during the filming of this movie that Joe Pesci won his Oscar for Goodfellas. Oh, wow. And actually, there was a take done where, you know, one of the many scenes where Joe Pesci is waking up. Right. Or actually, it was the scene where he is sleeping like a baby finally. When he did it, he was holding the Oscar statuette for the first take. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) That's really funny. That's kind of good. Man, they should have had a scene in this movie where he couldn't get a good night's sleep, so he just did the contempt of court to get a good night's sleep in the prison. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That would have been good. Yeah. They also considered some other people for some of the other roles. I, mm. I, I'm sure Ralph Macchio was always in there, but can you guess who they wanted to get for Stan at one point? Uh, you can't. It was Will Eminem. Smith. Ah, oh, it was Will Smith? Yeah. Oh, another rapper. Close. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was pretty close. 
You just said Stan, and so I thought. But that's so great. That would have been great. Will Smith? Yeah. I could have been good. It also because six degrees of separation. This was prime Will Smith. Yeah, and just the the race angle too, because this is like it's 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 just a bunch of white people in this movie. Yeah, and you know I think that there's there's another angle you could have taken with this movie as well, mm-hmm. not being welcome in the South. So that yeah. would have been a great angle to play for for his his friend or even for the Ralph Macchio character. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't think I'd be able to laugh at all at that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. You know, I mean, if it's like a couple of white guys, I can expect that, you know, maybe they'll get off. Right. You know? Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. But uh, I don't know. Yeah, there's been way too much shit. Yeah. And uh, Yeah, true. That but, even makes this movie a little less funny. So. But even like, you know, even – yeah, it's it's already like not – very funny. There's still a lot of injustice for all sorts of people down yeah. south. And, uh, yeah. yeah, especially in, like, you know, the past. Yeah. Probably the present. Yeah. But this movie had a bit of a legacy as well. Mm-hmm. Have you heard Joe Pesci's album? Uh, Not the little Joey shirt can sing. Okay. It is the uh, Vincent LaGuardia sings Just For You album. The album where Joe Pesci performs in character. Oh, no. Just for you? Just, well, for all of us. I haven't heard it. Well. Should we play a little for for the audience? If we can. Let's do it. But the the most, I mean, there's some amazing tracks on here. Okay. One of them is a track where Joe Pesci raps. Sort of a la Deborah Harry in Rapture. Okay. In a song called Wise Guys. Okay. <laughs> and it what, explains have, what he's like a wise guy. Do you have the lyrics there? No, I don't. But oh, it's okay. like very, it's like sort of trying to cash in on like the association between hip hop and gangsters that happened, you know, back then, you know, the Scarface right. and all of that sure. stuff. Sure, yeah. And, you know, it's, it's pretty impressive production. It's done by a team that produced for like, Puff Daddy and all of those people. So, like, you know, they had the guys behind it. So weird that Joe Pesci was in that studio. So weird. Just And, like, oh, Joe, you're going to, like, sing? Like, you no, I'm going to rap. <laughs> oh, okay, like, is Joe Pesci maybe the, you know, that no, no, no. As my character from this one movie. <laughs> you okay, Joe? You okay? That's so funny. That's great. Yeah. I like that a lot. Uh, did you hear, did you stay, stick around for the song... At the end of the credit song? I did. Because I heard it describing the exact plot of the movie. Well, was a New York attorney about to take a southern journey into places that he'd never been. She was a brunette out of Brooklyn, fast talking and good looking with a body that was made for sin. And she wanted him for marriage because the toys that she carried was harder than the fires of hell. But he said he didn't need her still. She followed him down deep into the buckle of the Bible bed. It's amazing. I think this is how far it got and then it was never done again. Because like, there's a lot of 80s movies where the, the song at the end recaps the whole movie. But this is like 92. Yeah. This is pretty late into the game to still be doing that. And yeah. especially on like a quasi-serious movie. Yeah. But also like a country singer. 
Yeah. And this but one. But he's kind of like rapping too. Like he's singing really fast country. I don't know. Well, it's it's fast country. Don't, you know, I don't, I don't want to start anything. You know, well, the South little, is full of. Little Nas X. Or something. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, yeah. now would be cool. <laughs> but back then. I mean, it's yeah. Travis Trailblazed. Tritt. Yeah. Oh, the one wow. and the only. Yeah. With a little, what's it, it's like called Bible Belt or something like that. Yeah, it's like a couple of boys from New York coming on down. <laughs> it's like the worst. It's kind of like the devil went down to Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Rough Machio went down to Alabama. All yeah. right, man. Well, at the crossroads. No. <laughs> God damn you bringing up crossroads again. <laughs> We're never doing crossroads. We're doing crossroads. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, there was also a Bollywood version of this movie. Oh my god, yes. Yeah. I can't wait to watch that. Yeah. I'm watching that. That's got to be pretty amazing. So soon. Yeah. One thing that was I found kind of interesting mm-hmm. about this movie was that the studio actually wanted to get rid of Marissa Tomei's character. That's... Uh... Sounds like a studio. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and in order to keep the character, the screenwriter reluctantly added a scene that was requested by the studio president where Vinny's girlfriend <laughs> complained that he's not giving her enough attention. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? He he did really well with that scene in terms of making it like true not to the awful. characters and and like actually entertaining to watch. Because mm-hmm. they have that whole sync debate. With, like, mm-hmm. the tap turned off or not. Mm-hmm. And they may both make their cases in, like, like a kind of sexual come-on way. Mm-hmm. It's so weird, but fits both their characters really well. It fits both their characters yeah. really well. Yeah. Yeah. And that is My Cousin Vidi. Oh, my God. That is the closing argument. <laughs> we are done. The defense rests. Well, maybe this is the closing argument. Yeah. I mean, this has to be the statement. Do you want to cross-examine the witness? Well, what did you think, Rob? That'd be a bad lawyer. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> well, I don't think I killed that person. That's for sure. <laughs> did it? Uh, did it hold up from when you were a kid? Yeah, I'm. You know, I found it really enjoyable, and in a lot of ways, it's a simple movie. Like, yeah. for example, like there's no real bad guys in the movie. No, even the prosecutor played by Lane Smith, Pa Kent. Yeah, <laughs> he's such like a good guy, and like yeah. at one point they like go hunting together, and it seems like they have like a jovial sort. Of, it it kind of seems like that's how lawyers actually act, at least yes. from what I've seen on all the law shows I watch. Yeah, wife. <laughs> the only one to watch. Michael J. Fox's character is coming back for the good fight oh nice. you know what i'm talking about i uh, know oh, so good okay but i've only seen the pilot so yeah and it's such like yeah it seems so old-fashioned so like you know but it it, it works i like the the earnesty of mm-hmm. the Vinny character yeah. slowly you know figuring out what he needs to do i like the relationship between him and marissa tomei it's a little bit outdated but it's also like comical mm-hmm. and all the other characters are great the judge the public defender yeah the one weird thing is that we kind of don't get a lot of ralph macchio after ralph macchio should not have been second build in this movie that's crazy well i mean it's weird because like yeah he they win the case and like joe pesci's like yeah don't even say words you know you know When, like, he should just, he just has, like, a look of relief on his face. Mm-hmm. He's so relieved that he didn't have to unleash his karate skills <laughs> upon the innocents. Like his oh, master man. taught him not to. <laughs> 
He could have killed everyone in that courtroom. He killed everyone. I know. It would have been bad. But yeah, I mean, I wish that uh, there was like a little bit more of them because we... Machia. Well, we just yeah. sort of lose them. So, yeah, fair enough. I don't know. But I think it's a it's a fun movie. It's a real like oddity. And yeah, it's it's to be appreciated. I think if you've never seen this movie, you got to see this movie because <laughs> it's, it's, it's so fun. There's so many good little lines that uh, people have. It's really witty that way. Mm-hmm. And to see... Marissa Tomei just take over a movie is so much fun to watch. Yeah. Have you, have you seen Happy Accidents? No. It's this movie with Vincent D'Onofrio and it's like a, a an indie drama comedy. It's a rom-com about – like sci-fi rom-com. Okay. And she takes over that movie too. It's just so much fun to watch her act. She's so good at it. She takes such enjoyment in it, yeah. And uh, she's she's just I she's one of my favorite actresses. So mm. it's it's great to see her kind of like in her breakout, yeah, role where everyone was like, oh, I want her in my movie now forever and always. So it's it's just fun to watch that. And uh, Joe Pesci's a treat. The writing's great, and I love the fact that there's no villain in this. Yeah, it, it feels feel, more true to life. It feels like everyone is actually trying to get to the truth. Like the prosecutor is doing his job, being like, "There's no other, like, there's no other possible culprit." So I'm trying to put these murderers in jail. Like it feels very real to him. Yeah. Um. And I, yeah, I, I just, I just love everything about it. So if you haven't seen it, see it. If you haven't seen it in a long time, it's definitely worth a rewatch. There's so many lines that you don't remember. Uh, that are that are worth it. Yeah, I'm done with this guy. I'm done with this movie. <laughs> this movie's great. I'm done with it. Uh, so so go watch it. Yeah, agreed. So that is rewatchability for this week. You can find us on Apple Podcasts. That's where you download it. That's where you rate us five stars. Oh man! Or you can go to like you know Stitcher. Podcasts, Pocket Cast, Pocket Cast, Podbean, all of them. Yeah, there's lots of places to listen to the podcast. Pandora, yes. Um, you can also find us on Facebook, and you can communicate with us there. We're on Twitter, where you can tweet at us, and we're also on Instagram as well. And uh, yeah, you can buy a T-shirt from T Public, and uh, and tell a friend about the podcast if you can't go to, uh, to patreon.com. Yeah, and you can contribute to our legal fees through patreon.com. <laughs> <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.